Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Well, hello there, sir. We're still standing. We are still standing. We're just still waiting for this Hurricane Ian to show up and do whatever that storm's going to do. It's going to do it. You know, naming the storms and personifying them, like, what is that about? I don't know. You know, I and I guess it's easier than calling it some kind of number or code for the weatherman, but at the same time, you know, it's potentially ruining names for like a generation. It could. Yeah. It could. Or, wow, what a powerful name. Or we talk, you know, we talk about it like it's, you know, it's uh, really got a... Um, I had some kind of vengeance for Florida or some grudge to grind <laughs> against a state. Hurricane Ian, man, what was his deal? Yeah, some he's, some, he's out to get us. Some meteorologist somewhere has a ex boyfriend that she's like, <laughs> I know what this thing reminds me of. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Enough playful banter. Let's talk about Psalm 59. <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. So when we read Psalm 59, I'll be reading from the New King James Version at Please this do. time to the chief musician. Set to do not destroy. A victim of David, when Saul sent men and they watched the house in order to kill him. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloodthirsty men. For look, they lie in wait for my life. The mighty gather against me, not for my transgression nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves through no fault of mine. Awake to help me and behold. You, therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to punish all the nations. Do not be merciful to any wicked transgressors. At evening they return, they growl like a dog, and go all around the city. Indeed, they belch with their mouth. Swords are in their lips, for they say, Who hears? But you, O Lord, shall laugh at them. You shall have all the nations in derision. I will wait for you, O you, his strength, for God is my defense. My God of mercy shall come to meet me. God shall let me see my desire on my enemies. Do not slay them, lest my people forget. Scatter them by your power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride. And for the cursing and lying which they speak, consume them in wrath. Consume them that they may not be. And let them know that God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. And at evening they return. They growl like a dog and go all around the city. They wander up and down for food and howl if they are not satisfied. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, for you have been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. My God of mercy, ESV, who shows steadfast love. Once again, we're back to that name of God, Mm -hmm. the merciful, gracious, compassionate God who gives forgiveness of sin, iniquity, transgression. In fact, we'll probably talk a little bit more about this on Friday because I believe it's where I find Jesus in the psalm. But in verse 3, the ESV says, For no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord, for no fault of mine, 
they run and make ready. Those three descriptions of right. sin are the same ones that are used in the definition of God's name, the description of God's name, that he forgives oh. iniquity, transgression, and sin. So again, here in the Psalms, we've got a declaration of the name of God and the love of of God. You've got a declaration of his name and his love. You also have a declaration of the uh, uh, innocence of, of the psalmist, that he's not done anything to deserve this. He's not done anything to deserve this. Yeah. That's exactly right. He's not declaring he's never done anything. Correct. But he says not 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 to deserve this. Not for this. Not to deserve this. And, and again, that echo to Saul has sent people hanging around his house, trying to kill him in his sleep, kill him in the middle of the night. And he'd never done anything against King Saul, which he'd David, been faithful to Saul. Look, look at how David describes those men there in verses six and seven. Here, he, this this creative metaphoric language. He says these men are like what? What do you what do you see there? Yeah, dogs and growling dogs. Dogs growling about the city. Now, why do they why do they try it? What what's going on in their head? He actually gives them. He puts words into their mind and their mouth saying, here's yeah. why I know they're doing this. They're growling because they say, who hears? They're asking who hears. They they believe there is no higher power, no accounting, or or that no one would even know. This is all being done under the cover of night. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to see. We're going to be able to get away with this. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember, was it Psalm 57 where that was... One of the big, big issues, you know, don't don't let them get away with this. I'm trying to remember if it was 57 or 56, where the big question, it was 56, sorry, in verse 7, for their crime, will they escape in uh, wrath, yeah, cast yeah. down the peoples of God? The big question in the middle of that psalm was, are they going to get away with this? Yeah. And here in Psalm 59, we've got people that are taking up arms against David, possibly nations taking up arms against Israel, because they're declaring, nobody can stop us. Nobody can see us. Nobody, there is no judge. We get to do what we want. So with verse 7, the New King James says that there's swords in their lips. Is that about their evil plans, their evil machinations? I think so. I think so. I've I've thought a lot about this over the last couple weeks as we keep getting into these Psalms that uh, multiple times talk about tongues and lips and teeth as if weapons. Right. And I know what what kind of goes on today is trying to say that verbal attack is exactly the same as physical attack. Oh, and and I, yeah. I don't want to be so dismissive as to say that verbal attack doesn't cause pain and is not a problem. It can be. Sure. But I do think that in these Psalms, he's, he's not just saying that, oh, they said mean, hateful things to me, and that hurts me as much as if somebody plunged a sword through me. I don't think he's saying that. I think it's plotting. Okay. Plotting is different than me just saying, I hate you, you're ugly, uh, you know, and you smell of elderberries. That You know, those those may be offensive and mean things, but yeah. those are only going to hurt you if you give them power. Plotting, plotting and laying plans verbally to attack you and slandering you so that others will come along and attack you. That's the kind of thing he's talking about here. These, these words become swords and spears and arrows because it's the words that prompt the physical attack, yeah. that lay the plans for the physical attack. And so he's saying that the, this plotting that they're doing, this slandering that they're doing, they're lying that they're doing, it's not that that by itself is a weapon, it's that it's used as a weapon in order to promote the attacks. Does that make sense? It does. It does. You know, another 
thought, you know, that I had to go along with that is, is just the idea of with swords in their lips, who is it that they're actually cutting at? Who is it that they're attempting to pierce when they're mocking God? You know, they're, they're blaspheming is what it is too. Right. Uh, and, and that cannot be allowed to stand. Um, you know, I, and I, I guess I'm also thinking too, that the, with the elderberry, I'm sorry, it's... <laughs> It's part of the COVID regimens. You know, you got to take all your different vitamins and medicines and be very healthy. I'll overlook it. Old Spice. I'll overlook it. Elderberry. So <laughs> as I think about this deal, though, about who hears, I actually have like two two directions my mind is going. I, the, the first, I do think that I, I go back, I think about loving your neighbor. I think God's love, I want us to see that what David is saying is they think God doesn't see, but I know God does see. In my mind, that actually reminds me of the law of loving our neighbor back in Leviticus chapter 19 when God was telling Israel that they had to love their neighbor. Part of that legal code was in Leviticus 19.13, you shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. Here the reason for this law was the fact that you might curse the deaf because, well, the deaf can't hear you. You'll get away with it. You might put a stumbling block before the blind because, well, the blind can't see you. You might get away with it. And what the law there is saying is there is a God who sees. You think you'll get away with this because the deaf don't hear and the blind don't see, but God does hear and God does see. And that's exactly what's going on here in this psalm. God does hear. God does see. When you think about trying to get one over on, um, you know, the the oppressed or the handicapped, something like this, I mean, that's just low down, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's really awful. <laughs> and, and, and the idea of, well, but who, who would stand up for them? Right. But it is God. It is the holy God. Yes. God sees. God hears. God judges. God delivers. Mm-hmm. David is David is bringing that home. Here are folks that are attacking, whether it's Saul having a kind of practical atheism, where even though he believes in God and even wants to call on God's name, yeah. he thinks he's going to get away with this because he thinks he's got the upper hand. He is the king. Or whether this is the nations and David looking back and remembering what happened with Saul to help build his faith, and there you've got these atheists or those who believed in other gods. And so, mm-hmm. well, there's no God in Israel. The God right. in Israel is not going to be able to right. help. He's not hearing. You know, that's kind of like Rob Shockey comes to Hezekiah and, and to the people on the wall and yeah. says, don't think your God's going to do any good. He didn't yeah. help Israel. You know, wh- whether it's that kind of thing. was just excellent at trash talk. Oh, I man. love teaching that in Bible class. It's like, you guys don't even know trash talk. Yeah. Do yeah. you hear these messengers from Syria? One of the things I do, a second thought, as we were entering the conversation, that that business about love was what was on my mind, but as we've been reading it and I'm thinking about it, there's there's another thought that's come to my mind. What's that? Well, I I think about those who are atheists, Mm -hmm. and I realize, let me just go ahead and lay the groundwork, there are plenty of atheists who are nice, who are moral. I'm not saying that if a person is an atheist, they are automatically immoral. Right. But... The recognition that if there is no God, yeah. there is no law. If there is no God, there is no law, there is no judgment. Mm-hmm. And I recognize we should be good because it's good, but then how do I know what is good? Yeah, to say that the, they are moral, but the question becomes, what are those morals tethered to? Why? Where do you get that idea that that is good? 
and, right, that and, something's good. And here are people that recognize the practicality and pragmatics. I don't believe there's a God. I can get away with this. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And in reality, if there is no God, not only will they get away with it, I actually have no grounds upon which to say they were wrong for even doing it. That's a good point. And and that's that's one of the things I think that um, our world today, as it's as it's untethering truth from reality, yeah. as it's actually saying there's not really a God, and so therefore it doesn't matter what you believe, I think folks need to realize that, sure, some of the philosophers and some of the atheists that are trying to claim that want to act like, oh, this doesn't mean people have to go be awful and bad. I just want to point out, but if people are awful and bad, I can't actually call them awful and bad because there's no it's, standards. It's, there's yeah, no God. There's no law. It's just who whoever holds the power gets to declare what's right and what's yeah. wrong. And okay, great. So the militant atheists right now think you shouldn't murder people, but what if they decided it was okay to murder those people? What, what What's the saying? If you won't be ruled by law, you will be ruled by power. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and as the society becomes untethered to law, and if I could say biblical principles, it's becoming a more violent and dangerous place. Because if God is not the authority, each person becomes their own sovereign, this radical individualism, then they're going to get away with whatever they can get away with. And if law becomes untethered from God, if law becomes untethered from God, if morality and right and wrong become untethered from there is a creator who established the law, we're going to be, it's it's going to be this. I can get away with it. Yeah. Who hears? Yeah. Who hears? Yeah. And th- let's not be surprised that that's the approach. We, we have this idea today that somehow we're going to all do whatever we want and feel, and it's going to be like going back to the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. It will not. No. We're all going to do what we want and what we feel, and we're going to find out that that leads us to battle with other people. Yeah, it's going to lead us to the days of Noah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And the people of God will be turning to God and crying out to him like the psalmist does. Yes. Because ultimately he does hear and he will return and there will be judgment. There will be judgment. He does see, he does hear. Let's hang on to him. In fact, let's go ahead and pray to him right now. Lord God, thank you for seeing. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you for caring. Thank you for holding us in your hand and bringing us through whatever it is that we face. And we look forward to the time when you will indeed bring us around your throne and we will experience the pleasures that are at your right hand. Help us to draw other folks in that they will repent and they will turn away from cursing the deaf and putting stumbling blocks before the blind and oppressing those who are poor and the workers and and those who need their wages and that they will love their neighbors and that they will love you. Lord, help our our day, our age, recognize how much we need you, how much we need your standard. Lord, arise, awake, and open the eyes of the people around us that they may see their need for you. But Lord, if they will continue to blaspheme, if they will continue to attack you and your people, then Lord, we know you will bring judgment. And Father, we know that you will do what is right, and we put ourselves in your hand, and we know that we will watch and we will sing. It is through your son Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.